You're listening to So So Speaks, a different kind of podcast where each week we discuss everything and anything that matters. No boundaries, no limitations, just real conversations, real stories, and real facts. What's up, guys? Sona here, and I am back with another episode. This episode, like the last one, also takes place in France. Well, in this case, France and Italy, and has to do with the mysterious disappearance in 2012 of a woman named Laetitia Cuba. Now, even at first glance, this case is bizarre. But when you look at it more closely, it becomes even more strange. Unfortunately, since 2012, there has not been much new information. And she is, of course, still missing. Since then, her parents and sister have tried everything. Private investigators, the works. And they, of course, have come up with nothing. As always, I will present all the facts of the case, the chronology of events, and at the end, my thoughts. All of the information I'm about to present to you comes from an incredibly detailed and thorough YouTube video by French YouTuber Lionel Camille. Not only did he speak with the family, but he also assembled all the facts and compiled everything into one succinct and informative video. The video is in French, but I highly recommend watching it so you can see all the places that I'm about to mention. It will be linked in the description. So with that being said, let's get into it. On the 25th of September 2012, Laetitia Cuba, a 33-year-old French woman from Réjus in the south of France, made plans to visit her grandmother in a neighboring town and never arrived. Aside from a grainy video depicting the young woman seemingly running from someone or something and a series of extremely bizarre events, very little trace of her has been found. Today, Laetitia would be 41 years old, but no one has any idea what happened to her or where she is. Let's go over some of the background information first. Laetitia was a very social and active woman. At the time of her disappearance, she was working at the post office, and previously to that, she was a police officer. She did not stay long in that profession, however, claiming that it was not for her. In the past, Laetitia was known to have struggled with mental health issues. Her family has described her as being mentally fragile, although they are adamant that she would never have done anything to hurt herself. The events leading up to her disappearance seem to corroborate this as, according to her family and friends, she was in good spirits and doing just fine. It is important to note, however, that in her younger years, she was hospitalized twice after suffering a mental health crisis linked to acute paranoia. Despite this, she was medicated and, according to the family, was absolutely fine. At the time of her disappearance, she was also in a relationship. She was supposedly dating a man who was married. She found this out on the 15th of September 2012, so just a few days before her disappearance, after receiving an angry voicemail from his wife who told her to leave her husband alone. Despite this, the two secretly maintained their relationship. It is also important to mention that the police did clear this boyfriend as he worked for the military and was on mission in another city at the time of her disappearance. 
but he is, however, an important aspect of this case, and I will touch more on him later. The day before her disappearance, so the 24th of September 2012, Leticia spent some time with two friends, a girl called Noha and her boyfriend, whose name we don't know. These two have neither come forward nor been identified, which in itself is strange. It was actually a friend of Leticia's who called her while she was with them who mentioned this. So that's all the information we know about these supposed two people that she spent the day with, and I'm going to give my opinion on that later. But before we get to my opinions, we're going to talk about the sequence of events leading up to and throughout her disappearance. On the day of her disappearance at around 7pm, Leticia goes to the train station to pick up her friend Corinne. Corinne states that her behavior was absolutely normal and that Leticia even asked her if she wanted to hang out that evening. Unfortunately, Corinne was tired from her trip and just wanted to relax, so Leticia left. Corinne was the last person that we know of to see Leticia in person. At 7.30pm, Leticia calls her grandmother and asks her if she can come and spend the evening with her and stay the night. Of course, her grandmother agrees and Leticia tells her that she plans to be there around 8pm. Her grandmother lives in a town called Peymanad, which is about a 40-minute drive from Fréjus. For reference, it's essentially a straight shot and Peymanad is further north from Fréjus, so closer to the Italian border although still a ways away. Leticia never arrives. At 9.50pm, her car was spotted by Italian police going the wrong way down an Italian highway between Bordighera and Taglia. According to Italian police, they tried to get her to stop, but she didn't. They also claimed to have set up a roadblock, but she broke through it. Remember this point for later. By this point, her grandmother has noticed that Leticia hasn't shown up like she said she would and isn't responding to her calls. She's concerned but doesn't think much of it as it's possible that Leticia may have changed her plans. The next day, her grandmother reaches out to Leticia's sister who was on vacation in Tunisia. She also tries to call Leticia to no avail. Leticia's parents are also out of town. They are on vacation in Crete. So her grandmother calls Leticia's aunt, who also try to reach her. At this point, they are beginning to worry. On the 27th of September 2012, so two days after her disappearance, Leticia's sister calls her work, who confirm what they are all dreading. Leticia has not been to work either. Her aunts at this point decide to go to the Fréjus police where they discover that not only was Leticia's car found abandoned in Italy, but they also relay the information that I mentioned earlier. The fact that at 9.50pm on the 25th of September 2012, Leticia's car was seen by the Italian police going the wrong way down a highway in Italy. This is where she allegedly broke through a police barrier. They also mentioned that her car was found abandoned with her phone inside, the lights still on, and the key in the ignition. The car was found by a gated community in Bordighera. The residence is generally used for vacation homes. The Italian police said that they assumed that she sought refuge in one of the houses, so they attempted to search for her, but were unsuccessful, 
and since it wasn't tourist season, the place was dark and desolate. So they apparently decided to leave and just tow the car. Upon checking the surveillance cameras of the residence, at 10.15pm, they see Laetitia running as if being chased by someone or something. Either way, from the grainy images, you can see that she is in a panic. She goes through a gate leading to a private beach and disappears. Her bag, with the clothes she was supposed to take to her grandmother's house, is later found near the gate, meaning she dropped it there. At this point, of course, her parents have come back from vacation, as well as her sister, and are actively working with the French and Italian police to find some resolution. After watching the surveillance footage, the Italian police believe that she drowned, which seems to be a logical explanation as she is seen running towards the beach. However, they conducted several search and rescue missions, and not a single trace of her was found. This is significant because the area of ocean in which she disappeared, due to the current, it is very unlikely not to find the body of someone who has drowned. In fact, experts claim that there is only a 1 in a 100 chance not to find someone's body in this area. And if the body isn't found in the bay, the current would take it south to France, where it would have most likely been found. In addition to the search and rescue, they also sent out sniffer dogs. And unfortunately, due to the fact that it was raining, they could not pick up her scent. So at this point, everyone is confused and stunned at what could have happened to Laetitia. Italian experts, and I use the term loosely, analyzed her car, but for some reason, they only tested for blood and did not test for DNA and fingerprints, which is also baffling. After this, the French police took over and they began to question everyone who knew Laetitia, including her boyfriend and his wife. As I mentioned, his alibi checked out. He was in another city on a mission for the army. However, Laetitia's phone records show that they spoke that evening, but all he said regarding that conversation was that they didn't argue. What's interesting, though, is that after that phone conversation, which took place at 8 36 p.m. There were no other exchanges between the two, which apparently was not like them. They were allegedly always texting, so it could be possible that there was some sort of argument. The boyfriend never expanded on this. There was also no mention of his wife and her alibi, but I'm assuming she was cleared as well. After looking at her phone, they were able to map her route via the cell towers but there was a 15 to 20 minute gap where they don't know where she was because it was between France and Italy, and of course, at the time, her network carrier wouldn't have worked. So essentially, there are about 20 minutes that are unaccounted for. In November 2012, so about three months after Laetitia's disappearance, her parents find one of her flip-flops on the same beach where she went missing. It is in perfect condition, meaning it was unlikely that it ever went into the ocean. What makes this even more strange is that soon after her disappearance, an Italian lady who lives in Milan but owns a house at the residence, so the gated community, and who happened to be there the night of her disappearance with her son, kept mentioning the word for shoes in Italian. So basically, just to clarify... 
few days after her disappearance, when the police were at the beach looking for any trace of her, this Italian lady was there. She happened to be there the night of her disappearance with her son, and she kept mentioning the word for shoe in Italian. And Laetitia's parents really weren't sure what she was talking about. And then, weirdly enough, three months later, they find Laetitia's flip-flop in perfect condition at the same place where the Italian lady and the police were. Now, I'm going to give my opinion on this Italian lady and her son a bit later on, but there's basically more to the story where she's involved. So this situation with her and her son is just very weird. Laetitia's parents visit the area in which she disappeared frequently. And one day in June 2013, so nine months after her disappearance, her parents are once again at the residence where she disappeared. But this time, they are flagged down by the same Italian lady. She invites them into her house where they see a photo of Laetitia on her mantle, which in itself is strange. But then she proceeds to tell them how on the night of Laetitia's disappearance, she saw a mysterious and well-dressed man lurking around the area. Now, why she waited nine months to tell them this makes no sense, since she was there literally at the beach when the police were there and she could have said something then. Um, not to mention the comment that she made about Laetitia's shoe, the fact that her flip-flop mysteriously appeared with literally no indication of damage or any indication that it was even anywhere near salt water, which would have been very visible. And now she's saying that there's this mysterious man and she has a photo of Laetitia on her mantle and she was apparently feeling very guilty and very distraught that she hadn't said something sooner. Unfortunately, nothing came of this lead. She ended up confirming the same story to the French police months later, but they never found any trace of this mysterious man. Personally, I don't buy her story at all, but we'll get to that. Now is actually a good segue to get to some of the questions that arise from this case. So in his video, Lionel Camille makes some very good observations, which we are going to talk about now. So the first question is, who was this Nora and her boyfriend that Laetitia met the night before she went missing? And how is it possible that the police were not able to track them down? Which I also agree with. How did she end up in Italy? Could it be that the phone call she had with her boyfriend is the catalyst for her going missing? This seems likely considering the fact that he was the last person she spoke to on the phone before she disappeared. Based on the route that she used that you can see in Lionel Camille's video, it is possible that after the call, maybe they had an argument and she became distressed and disoriented. So it's likely that she missed her exit and ended up in Italy. Maybe she panicked and decided to turn back, which is why she ended up going the wrong way down the highway. Now, that's all well and good, but the Italian police said that she broke through their barrier. Yet, when they found her car, it was in perfect condition. Not a scratch on it. So, that also doesn't make sense. In addition to this, when her family asked the Italian police to see the surveillance images before we see Laetitia running to the beach, they had accidentally deleted them. Again, strange. So, what do I think? So, when it comes to suicide, I ruled that out. Had she wanted to commit suicide, she would not need to go to Italy to do it. She had every intention to meet her grandmother that night. Now, it could be that the phone call with her boyfriend could have set her off, 
but their phone call was at 8.36 p.m. And she was seen going the wrong way down the highway at 9.50 p.m. And then on surveillance, running away from someone or something at 10.15 p.m. Not only is there all that time in between, but she was running away from something. That, to me, proves that suicide just doesn't fit the scenario. I agree with El Camille in that the call could have disorientated her and that's why she was going the wrong way down the highway and was running from the police. That being said, there is no surveillance video of the Italian police following her to the beat. Her family watched the footage of her after she ran away. One could argue that the images leading up to her running away aren't that important because if she was running away from something clearly it would be behind her, right? That's fair enough. What I find weird is that there is no surveillance video of the Italian police following her to the beach. Her family watched the footage and there was nothing afterwards. That's weird to me because for one, if someone is going the wrong way down a highway, is flagged down by the police, ignores them, crashes through a barrier, you would think that the police would literally send everyone available after that person. But they didn't. They sent a few police officers who then gave up after looking around a bit. In addition to this, we know that there was not one scratch on her car, despite the fact that they claimed that she rammed into the barrier and escaped. And I find that very strange. So what about the concept of mental illness? Due to the fact that we know Leticia has a history of mental illness, namely acute paranoia, it could be that she thought she was being followed when she wasn't and somehow drowned. That is a possibility. Still doesn't explain how she vanished out of thin air and how her body was never found, despite the fact that the area in which she disappeared, there is literally a one in a hundred chance that a body wouldn't be found. Could she have gone to Italy to meet someone? If that was the case, then there would have been some records on her phone indicating that. She left with the intention of going to her grandmother's house, so I don't buy that. If she had already made plans and she changed her mind, I would assume that she would tell her grandmother at the very least. Like, at the very least, send her a text message and tell her that she changed her mind. So no, I don't believe that she went to Italy to meet someone. Did she go a different path? According to the images, there is a separate staircase that goes from the beach back to the road. So it is possible that she went up those stairs and maybe someone saw her and took her. This is likely because she was alone and vulnerable. So that is a possibility. Now, going back to the Italian woman and her son. As I stated, two days after Leticia's disappearance, when the police were searching for her, she was saying something in Italian about Leticia's shoes. At the time, they didn't think anything of it, but then by chance, Leticia's pristine flip-flop shows up at the same beach three months later. Now, I'm not accusing her and her son of anything, but it's interesting how they were the only two people in that complex that night, and they wait nine months to tell Leticia's parents about this mysterious man who was well-dressed and walking around randomly in the rain, but he also happened to be in an area where there were no surveillance cameras, and no trace of him has ever been found. Like, I'm sorry, but I don't buy it. I don't buy it, not even a little bit. I feel like that story is completely fabricated. So what do I think really happened? 
So before I start talking about my opinion, I just want to put out a disclaimer that I don't mean any disrespect to neither Leticia, her family, her friends, anyone. I'm also not accusing anyone of anything because of course I wasn't there. I don't know what really happened. I am just looking at the facts of what occurred, the information that we know, and I'm going to give my opinion based off of that. I believe that the night before her disappearance, when she said she was with those two friends that haven't been tracked since, I personally believe that she was likely with her boyfriend and didn't want to tell her friend because they all knew that he was married. She most likely felt ashamed that she maintained this relationship. So I don't believe this Nora girl and her boyfriend exist. I didn't mention this earlier, but the police did find a used condom with her boyfriend's DNA in the trash. So I think it's likely they did see each other. I also believe that the phone call they had at 8.36pm set her off. The boyfriend has never given any details regarding the phone call. So I think that they likely did have an argument. There was zero communication between them after that call, which was not like them. I think she was upset. I think she missed her exit, got lost and decided to turn around and ended up going the wrong way down the highway. She was likely unfamiliar with how Italian highways work and didn't realize what was happening until the police tried to stop her. Uh, Lionel Camille actually mentions this in his video. Now, I don't believe that she broke through the barrier because her car didn't have a scratch on it, so I find that a bit suspect. Maybe we could potentially chalk that up to a language barrier, but the fact that some of the surveillance video was deleted does make me kind of side-eye the whole thing. So she went the wrong way down the highway, somehow ended up at the gated community, and was fleeing the police. No one else showed up in that parking area, so we can assume that she was just afraid of the police. She jumps the gate to the private beach, drops her stuff, and runs. So we know she left her phone in her car, but she took the clothes that she was going to wear at her grandmother's house with her, which she dropped as soon as she hit the beach. We can assume that she was scared and she didn't know what she was doing. Um, I don't have an explanation of why she took those clothes but left her phone, but we can just assume that fear manifests itself differently in people, right? Everyone reacts to fear differently. I don't believe that she went into the ocean. I do, however, believe that the Italian lady and her son know more than they are saying. I also believe that they had her flip-flop, not accusing them of anything else, but I find it too much of a coincidence that she would mention the shoe and then miraculously a flip-flop in pristine condition is found two months later, which means that it was not on the beach or in the ocean at that time. She also had a photo of Laetitia on her mantle nine months later, then suddenly decided to tell Laetitia's parents about the mysterious man that no one can track. To me, it sounds like guilt. So that's all I'm saying on that. This case is truly, you know, one of the saddest, strangest cases I've ever heard of. I feel so bad for her family and her friends having to live with this uncertainty, not knowing what happened to her. I truly hope that one day there will be some sort of resolution to this case. And if any of you are listening to this and somehow have any information on Laetitia and her disappearance, please do not hesitate to contact either her family or the Fréjus Police Department. 
I am with her family in that I really don't think that she hurt herself. I think that something happened to her and someone hurt her. And there has to be someone out there that knows what happened. So if you have any information, I will put the information in the bio. If you have a following, even if you don't have a following. This case, I'm pretty sure I'm the only one to have spoken about this in English, which, you know, is unfortunate. So I really would appreciate it if you could share her case you know, to your friends, to your family. Maybe someone out there knows something. So that's all for this episode. For those of you who listened to the episode on Narumi Kurosaki, her ex-boyfriend is here in France. He's in custody awaiting trial. The trial will be in 2021. So far, I have heard that he is denying any involvement in her disappearance and is apparently spending his time in jail learning French. But I guess we'll never really understand people like him. Well, we have reached the end of another episode. I hope that you are all doing okay. Thank you for listening. I wish you guys the best wherever you are. And I'll see you next time. Bye. Fight the power. Fight. Fight the power. The year is 2020 and everything I've seen has really made a nightmare of all of my dreams. Thought everything was kosher, I thought I knew the deal, but now I'm in the pickle and I don't know it's real. If I told you once, I told you twice, we in a revolution and you better know your rights, rights. Walk with the purpose and ready your stance. I don't know about you, this won't be my last dance, you better fight.